This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Beautiful move to the net. Big time score! And Edmonton completes a dramatic comeback! Riley takes the step, settles into the pocket. He's got some time. Now he's going deep, looking down the sidelines. Oh, what a catch! And that's going to be a touchdown all the way to the end zone for Darrell Walker. An absolute bomb! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Calgary Flames and Boston Bruins in a 2-2 tie early in the second period. Also in the second, the Sabres up 2-0 on the Panthers. Skinner has his 27th of the season. No score between the Flyers and the Hurricanes. In the first, Montreal up 1-0 on Vancouver. Islanders and Blackhawks tied 1-1. Capitals and Blues just getting underway. Later on tonight, the Lightning face the Kings. The Kings are the next opponent for the Edmonton Oilers. That's Saturday night. And earlier today, a matinee in Toronto. The Minnesota Wild knock off the Maple Leafs by the score of 4-3. NBA tonight. It is the first meeting between the Raptors and the Spurs. Since that uh, Leonard DeRozan trade, that one is just tipping off. The Raptors coming in at 28 and 11, San Antonio at 21 and 17. U of A Golden Bears set to get back at it this weekend. The Edmonton Oil Kings are first in the Central Division, three points up on Red Deer and Lethbridge. The Oil Kings host Victoria, seven o'clock tomorrow at Rogers Place, and then Lethbridge, 2 p.m. on Sunday. OilKings.ca for the full schedule and for more ticket information. How are you doing? everybody it is 607 my name is reed wilkins and i faked the moon landing you can reach out at 780-496-0063 you can text 630 630 hey the edmonton oilers are back in the win column a long overdue two points after going 0 and 6 in their previous six games including getting swept on a five-game homestand the oilers get it done last night against the arizona coyotes not a great first period for the oilers they were the better team after that and by the way boston has just scored to go up 3-2 on calgary the big guy getting it done again so uh, here's the Oilers goal scoring in the last seven games Dreisaitl has six, McDavid and Nugent Hopkins have four each, Chason who might be good to go Saturday against the Kings has two, Pugliarvi has one and Jones has one so that has pretty much been the formula for the Oilers most of the season. They get goal scoring from pretty much four guys because Chason's been a pretty consistent scorer, though he's been hurt. And if uh, they get some decent goaltending like they did last night from Koskinen, they have a pretty good chance of winning. Will the formula work for the second half of the season? Well, the Oilers hit the halfway point in their next game against Los Angeles. That's Saturday night, 6.30 face-off show here on 6.30, Ched. And the game will start at 8. I just want to quickly get to some, uh, some comparisons here.
because Todd McClellan was the coach of the team for the first 20 games of the season, and we've now reached 20 games under Ken Hitchcock. Todd McClellan goes 9-10-1 for 19 points. His goal differential was minus 9. The Oilers' save percentage under Todd was 891. Hitch goes 10-8-2 for 22 points, so three points better. Goal differential a little better, but still negative at minus 5. And Hitch gets a save percentage of uh, 904, so uh, a little bit better than the goaltending under Todd. Are, are the goaltenders better under Hitch? Are, are the goaltenders facing fewer quality shots because the defending is better? I would say it's more likely that, that the goaltending has been better. Um, so better under Hitchcock, but they're going to have to be better than 10-8-2 than for 20-game stretches coming ahead here. That's 550 hockey when it comes to points percentage. Don't want to nail you too much with the numbers here, but just keep this in mind. If the Oilers play uh, 550 hockey, the rest of the way, they will uh, get to 87 points. And, uh, I mean, that's not going to get you into the playoffs. If they play 600 hockey the rest of the way, so 12 points every 10 games, uh, that'll get you to, uh, you know, 91 or 92 points, depending on how you you round up or down. Uh, that's probably not going to be in the playoffs here. So the Oilers are in a situation where they're going to probably need to get about 63 65% of their points to make the playoffs. Doable, but difficult. And given the streaks that the Oilers have had this season, your guess is as good as mine as to which way it's going to go. But I can tell you this. Last night, they got it done. Cassian played on the top line with McDavid and Drysettle, got an assist, looked pretty good. Here was Hitch after the game. Well, I mean, it's one game, so... He, he played really well today, and the line played very well. But Zach, Zach did what we needed him to do. He hung on to pucks. Uh, he kept pucks in the offensive zone. He kept pucks alive. And I said before when we went on the road trip, this line isn't going to get rush attack chances. That w- when you watch teams play up against them, they got three back all the time. There's no rush attacks. And he, we got the one play because we made a great play on the exit but the rest of the time they had to grind and so you need size and weight and tenacity to do that and I just I thought this would be a good fit uh, you know Chase on's probably back in the LA game so I've got some options now and uh, you know I've, I've got some other things I can look at now I've got some some better options to work but Zach Zach was good well I, I would think because of his ability to finish plays and, and get more dangerous shots away, I would still think Chason is is a more of a long-term option for that line. Maybe Cassian starts the game there on Saturday as a reward, and they see how it goes. Uh, you could work Chason back in on, on another line. I would I would assume once he's activated, Joe Gambardella would be assigned back to the Bakersfield Condors. By the way, Gambardella. The uh, leading scorer for the Oilers farm team has been named to the American Hockey League All-Star Weekend. That's in Springfield, Mass., January 27th and 28th. Uh, the only, I mean, the only thing that is constant to me about the Oilers' top line is that McDavid is going to be there. One of Nugent Hopkins or Dreisaitl will be on a wing and then you're probably cycling through whoever has the hot hand at the time. And, and we saw that being Patrick Maroon uh, a couple years ago. We saw it being Ty Ratty late last year. And uh, it's been Alex Chason 
you know, for, for parts of this season, along with well, some other guys getting looks there as well. Cassian able to do his job there last night. So the Oilers still still search for that combination, but they do have the pair of McDavid and Dreisaitl that at least is very dangerous. So we'll continue talking about the Oilers throughout the show tonight. Eskimos news today as well. They have announced their coaching staff for 2019. Mike Gibson will be the assistant head coach to head coach Jason Moss. He's also the offensive line coach. Uh, A couple of new guys who have been Eskimos before. Philip Lawley is the defensive coordinator. He was the linebackers coach under Chris Jones. A.J. Gass, who we're going to have on the show in about five minutes, very popular linebacker with the Edmonton Eskimos earlier this century. He's on board as the special teams coordinator, as was uh, basically announced by, by Jason Moss shortly after the season ended. Jordan Maximic becomes the offensive coordinator. Tim Princeton stays on as the running backs coach. Former great receiver Jason Tucker is the receivers coach. Baron Miles, DB coach, he stays. Demetrius Maxey's the D-line coach, he stays. Travis Brown remains as the linebackers coach. And uh, coming over from Hamilton, where he coached last year, William Fields will be the defensive assistant. Kellen Kennedy's on the other side of the window. Kellen, I know you're a huge Eskimos fan. Mm -hmm. Um, Does the name William Fields mean anything to you? Mm, Not off the top of my head, no. Uh, William Fields executed one of the most shocking and disappointing plays against the Edmonton Eskimos. For his team, it was a huge positive. It would... uh, I'm not going to say it would rival the Steagle play, but it was pretty shocking. The 2001 Labor Day rematch. Do you remember what happened at the end of the game? Near the end of the game? Was that the one with the brawl between the two teams? No. Here's what happened. Edmonton got a touchdown with uh, Jason Moss at quarterback to go up 33-32 with, I think, just under a minute left. So the Eskimos are up one, so they go for a two-point convert to go up three. William Fields intercepts it and takes it back for the rare two-point defensive convert, and Calgary won 34-33. So he now joins the Edmonton Eskimos coaching staff. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, we'll uh, we'll get to AJ Gas after the break. It's six fifteen. Inside Sports on six thirty. Chat. This is JC Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on six thirty. Chat. Well, I really appreciate you tuning in tonight. Hope your 2019 is off to a great start. We have two Oilers broadcast this weekend. Saturday night, we'll sign on at 6.30 as they take on the Los Angeles Kings. We'll be on air 4.30 Sunday afternoon for the 6 o'clock game against the Anaheim Ducks. It's going to be fun. NFL playoffs this weekend. Always enjoy following those. And the Edmonton Eskimos making news today as they give you the details on their coaching staff for 2019, including this gentleman coming on board as the special teams coordinator, former linebacker for the Green and Gold, A.J. Gass. A.J., welcome back to the 630 Chet Airwaves. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yourself? Doing very well. It's great to have you on the show, and, and welcome back to Edmonton. Welcome back to the Green and Gold. How does it feel to be a part of the Eskimos organization again? 
Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled. It's, uh, it's an opportunity too good I couldn't pass up. You know, with the, your career has uh, sort of been an interesting one to follow since you, you left the Eskimos. Obviously, uh, you got into coaching and, and you've uh, you coached with the Eskimos for a year and you've, you've spent some time at a couple of high schools. When you were done playing or, or maybe late in your playing career, was, was coaching always a goal and an interest of yours or how did you get going down that path? You know, coaching really was, was something that I, I kind of was forced to, to contemplate after my second second knee uh, knee injury, I, I kind of figured that it, it might be over at that point. I believe that was 2002. Um, so I started putting my mind into how do I best, you know, stay with the game. So coaching at that point kind of came at the forefront. Obviously, I was I was lucky enough to play another five years after that. Um, but when I was retired, when I finally retired, I stayed on with Edmonton for that 2008 season. Um, and it was a really good transition for me to go from player to, to, to coach. And then I said, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go ahead and pursue it. So I, I moved back to uh, California, finished my degree, uh, and then I got a job at my high school and um, started coaching football there. And, you know, it's what I've been doing the past 10 years. Well, that's going to be quite a quite an experience to go back to your high school where you would have played and then you're a coach there. I mean, what, what's that like? Was it a little surreal the first time you're you're walking the halls and realizing then you're the coach at the at the the head of the locker room as opposed to being sitting in that same locker room listening to the coach early in your life? Well, yeah. Well, uh, I, I didn't jump out and start out, you know, at my high school as a head coach. I actually started as a, an assistant dean of students, where I handled discipline on campus. Uh, and then I was coaching lower-level football. The following year, I started coaching varsity D-line, special teams. Uh, and then a couple seasons after that, I took over as head coach. So I had a good transition, uh, you know, getting to uh, work in, in school administration was, was kind of a, you know, it was kind of a, a new, new situation for me. Uh, but I had a really good time doing it. I, I learned a ton, uh, and I was fortunate to coach at, at some of the, uh, premier, you know, high schools in the state. In anyone you had in your pro career as a coach, whether it was a head coach or a position coach, that really had an influence on you, AJ, where it thought to yourself, I like how this guy coaches or, or how he handles people? Anybody that kind of became a, a mentor or a, or a guiding light for you? Uh, you know, I've been extremely fortunate to, to have been blessed by being under a lot of really good coaches. In, in all phases, high school, college, and up there in the CFL. Uh, my uh, introduction to the CFL defense was through Rich Stubler. So, you know, I kind of had the, you know, the, the full, full, full aspect of, of Canadian Football League defense thrown at me my, my rookie season. Um, I had a great opportunity being under Greg Marshall uh, for several years, who I learned a ton from. Uh, same with Rick Campbell. You know, Rick was a position coach when he started, then did some special teams, and then uh, he coordinated our defense that, that we won Grey Cup in 2005 with. So all those guys had different demeanors. All those guys had a, a ton of experience. Um, and in college, I had Pat Hill, who did a tremendous job with Fresno State. Jim Sweeney, who was a coaching legend in uh, MC2A circles. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't say one just really stood out. I had a great mix of, of coaches the entire time. A.J. Gass joining us on Inside Sports, new special teams coordinator for the Green and Gold. Okay, special teams, CFL, uh, you know, you, you can really swing the field. You can score some points. Uh, you can pull off a, a fake kick here or there to keep a drive alive. And the Eskimos, as, as I'm sure you know, coming in here, haven't had a lot of uh, return touchdowns or, you know, explosive returns in recent years. What is your approach here? What's the what's the biggest impact you would like to have on the special teams, AJ? Well, I think you know the primary the primary reason I came up and accepted the position was because I could have such a big impact on the team. Uh, had it just been a, a position coach, I might not have made the made the decision. But but knowing that um, I'm going to be able to address the entire team, I'm going to be able to utilize you know, the best players on, on on the team to play special teams because at the end of the day, you know, you can win or lose by how well those those teams do. So um, it, it's just a great opportunity to be in front of the whole, whole you know, organization and saying, listen, we're going to put our best on the field. We're going to be very aggressive. Uh, there is no reason that we don't give our offense a short field and our defense a long field every single time we're out on the field. For you, AJ, you know, with your experience as a coach and as a player, how do you balance X's and O's? And the other side of that, I guess, is the relationship and the trust you got to have with players. I know they're both important. It might be a bit of a silly question to ask you which one is more important, but uh, those are the kind of two sides of the coins, right? The the technical part of the game and the relationship part of the game. So, how do you approach those two? Well, I think the, the, the biggest thing that, that you deal with with professional sports is, is you know, th- this is a job now. You know, I've spent the last 10 years trying to, to, develop, to develop young men into great, great students, great athletes. Uh, so there's a lot, of, a lot more character development uh, that, that I was dealing with. Now it's all about performance. It's all about making sure when you step on the field you're doing the things, one, you know, because you have a sense of pride about yourself, but but two, because this is your job, and your job is to get paid to win. And and I'm I'm fortunate to have played such a long time that I understand the uh, you know the value in great special teams players. Uh, well, once a guy understands that you know the coach is going to be a no nonsense, straightforward, demanding the best out of you style coach. Uh, you know, he, he's going to step on the field and lay it on the line for him. So, you know, you build the trust by being honest. Uh, the schemes usually are secondary to effort and uh, aggressiveness on the football field. And if we put all those things together, I think we'll be just fine. All right. Well, AJ, it's great to have you back in green and gold. Uh, I know a lot of Eskimos fans are, are thrilled to see you as part of the organization again and look forward to seeing you around at training camp. Enjoy the rest of uh, your winter here, and we'll see you soon. Right on, thanks. That is A.J. Gass. He is back with the Edmonton Eskimos. Interesting thoughts there on becoming the team's special teams coordinator. Love that quote there at the end. The schemes are usually secondary to effort and aggressiveness. We have uh, lamented the Eskimos' special teams. Well, really mostly the return game. I think the, the kicking has been okay. Kick coverage may be up and down in recent seasons, but they, they haven't had a lot of great returns, so hopefully A.J. can help address that. 
3-2 Boston leading Calgary late in the second period. Uh, what's up with this uh, social media storm that uh, Comtois and some of the world juniors had to face? What's the best way to deal with something like that? We'll get into it when we get back. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chan. Hey, good to have you along for the ride tonight. Quick update here at the NHL scoreboard. Late second period, Boston up 3-2 on Calgary. Sabres up 2-1 on the Panthers. Hurricanes leading the Flyers 2-zip. After the first, Chicago and the Islanders tied 1-1. Shots 14-3 for the Islanders. Early second period, Montreal with a 1-0 edge on the Canucks. About six minutes left in the first. Blues leading the Capitals 1-0. Lightning and Kings later on tonight. Earlier today, an afternoon game in Toronto and the Maple Leafs lose 4-3 to the Minnesota Wild. NBA tonight, four minutes left in the first quarter. Ooh, what a start for San Antonio. They are beating the Raptors 23-11. 23-11 for San Antonio, four minutes left in the first quarter. The Oilers will be back at it on Saturday, 6.30 face-off show game at 8 here on 6.30, Ched. Oilers prospect Ryan McLeod traded in the Ontario Hockey League. He goes to Saginaw from Mississauga, drafted 40th overall by the Oilers this past summer, 2018. He has 38 points in 32 games and uh, moving up in the standings. Mississauga with 17 wins and Saginaw with 22. We'll keep an eye on uh, his career. Promising prospect for the Oilers. James texting 630-630 and if you ever listen to the show, James tries his best to be the uh, the, the best Gene Principe impersonator out there with the Principe puns. He says, uh, James, or he says, hey Reed, here's my first one of 2019. That interview with AJ was a real gas. Oh, he went there alright. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. It was great to have A.J. Gass on the show. We'll see how he does as Eskimo special teams coordinator. Uh, I believe we're going to get new defensive coordinator Philip Lawley on the show later on tonight. He is back. He was a linebacker's coach under Chris Jones, went to Saskatchewan, went to Hamilton, and now back with the uh, Eskimos. I know there were a, a lot of complaints about how Mike, Bene- Mike Benavides ran the defense over the last three years, so we'll see what Lawley's philosophy is. Well, as you know, there will be no medal for the Canadian World Junior Team a bummer last night, kind of a fluky goal for Finland in the final minute. A couple of good scoring opportunities for Canada in overtime. Couldn't cash in, and they lose 2-1 to Finland. And uh, a lot of people took their disappointment, uh, I would think, uh, a lot too far, especially a lot of attacks on social media against Captain Max Comtois, who had the penalty shot in overtime. Couldn't quite convert. Obviously, a, a lot of what was written about him and towards him Uh, I couldn't repeat on a family radio station, and I really wouldn't probably want to repeat it and give those people uh, attention. But we are going to address this topic and a little bit about some of the stuff we see online in this day and age. Joe Whitbread joining us from JoeSocialMedia.com. Joe, you're on with Reed. Thanks for making time for me tonight. How are you doing? Reed, nice to to chat with you and your listeners tonight. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, I I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of these modern topics we weren't having this uh, kind of discussion even 15 or, or or 20 years ago at least not in in the in the form that we're going to discuss and uh, obviously um, look unfortunately this is nothing new we've seen this directed at pro athletes college athletes and now it's the world junior team i mean 
you see this kind of stuff, Joe. Is is sports the worst for this? I mean, I hate to put it this way, but are, are sports fans uh, the, the worst for going after people? And I should say, it's a minority of people. I still think a, a, a resounding minority of people. But it does happen. Does, does sports bring out the worst in people online sometimes? Yeah, we certainly are a passionate audience, aren't we? I mean, I, I just want to add some context to your audience. If you've been to a Red Deer Rebels game in the last 19 seasons, uh, I've been the guy on the jumbotron and on the ice. You're Ryan Jesperson at the Oilers games. I'm I'm the Joe Whitbread at the NMAX Centrium. So just to put some context in it, I have uh, been surrounded by junior hockey. I work for the Sutter family. I work with the Red Deer Rebels, and I have for the last 20 years, as well as own a social media business. So I just want to put that out there that I'm a sports fan. I work in sports entertainment. And, uh, and yeah, I own a social media business with my business partner, the other Joe, Joe and Joe with Joe Social Media. You're absolutely right. We're a passionate, uh, we're a passionate group, aren't we? I mean, has it really changed? I can only imagine what it was like to sit in, in a sports lounge or a bar or a pub back in 1977 watching a Red Sox or a Yankees game or, or the Edmonton Oilers when they were first breaking into the league in the 80s. Uh, we probably said a lot of the same things that have been said online, but when it's out there in text with our thumbs, for whatever reason, people feel they have this permission, this microphone, this loudspeaker of some of the vileness that's that's being said. Uh, and and you know, you said it in your intro, read. You know, you probably should leave it right there, and you probably shouldn't say it because it's a family radio station. And I believe that should, for many. Uh, uh, translate into to saying it out loud on, with your thumbs on some social media, Twitter channel, or Facebook, or Instagram. But unfortunately, the truth is, you can't pick stupid, and, and it does get said. Well, and that's what I want to ask you, too, is, I mean, you, you know the old cliche about people who spend a lot of time on the internet okay they're they're single men who live in their mother's basement but that i mean that's not fair and that's probably as cruel as some of the things that 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 get written um like is there uh is there a profile for the type of people that will general are generally more likely to attack online or are these perfectly rational people who in that moment um you know forget a little bit about self-control uh, yeah, that's a fair question. I think I think all of us who are sports fans certainly, and and you could, you could move this into the political field. Uh, there's certainly plenty to be said about political debate and the hatred that's put on. I don't care whether you're on the left or the right, or whether your color is red, blue, purple, green, or orange. We have a feeling that what we believe should be spread to the masses. Uh, I believe, and we'll 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 stick with sports because. Uh, because that is this topic, but I, I really believe we all think we have this new voice available to us. And yeah, I think there is a profile for it, but I think all of us could probably say at one point or another, we let our opinion about our favorite team, our favorite player, maybe our favorite uh, you know, political stripe, uh, be pushed a little further or, you know, to, to put it your way, over the line than we probably should have, and we pulled back. Nothing to what you know, Captain Canada has been experiencing today, and, and, and I'm sure we'll get on the topic and, and, and talk about how I think it's fantastic that he's turning it into a cyberbullying issue and a chance to, to teach as opposed to, uh, you know, dwell. Um, but that's beside the point. I think we've all, because we're passionate about what we believe in, 
uh, and the way we were raised or the way we did it, uh, that we, we say what we want. So, so no, I don't, I don't think there's a common profile, although I do understand what you're talking about with the, the proverbial, you know, in your, your mom's basement, haven't moved out since you're 32, have no job and just simply watch, you know, wrestling or sports your entire life. And, and, uh, but, but no, I, I, I think we, I think we've we've gone too far. I think we've all been given a microphone. We've all been given a a program to to say what we want. And I think some people just simply hide behind a fake name, a false identity, no avatar or photo, um, and, and we say what we think uh, we want to hear because no one ever listened to us before. Joe Whitbread joining us from JoeSocialMedia.com in Red Deer. Told you about the uh, work he does for the Red Deer Rebels as uh, we're discussing uh, a lot of the uh, abuse heaped on the Canadian World Junior Team and specifically Captain Max Comtois after the disappointing overtime loss to Finland last night. And you mentioned how Comtois handled it. His agency, you know, put out a, a statement saying, you know what, here's what we think. We think this is cyberbullying. We don't think this is right. I thought that was a, a brave approach to take that. Uh, look, if anybody's on Twitter or, or Facebook or anywhere like that, th- you will see stuff like this, I think, even if you're not looking for it. And if you go looking for it, you can probably really find a lot directed at whoever, famous athletes, movie stars, politicians, whoever. When you see it, or if someone is the target of it, um, you know, what's the way to handle? I mean, I, I've always a big, you know, ignore. I've always been a big ignore it type of person. Don't let people know that their their message is even getting out there. Comtois and his group of people obviously chose to to recognize it and take a stand about it. What's your advice? Yeah, and, and I'm and glad you asked. And you're right. There's there's a, there's a bunch of different uh, schools of thought. Actually, our business uh, spends a lot of its time uh, speaking in schools. Uh, so we are uh, professional public speakers, where we go into elementary, middle, and high schools to talk to kids, specifically in those age groups where they're impressionable, uh, about some of the ways to answer that question: uh, How should we handle some of this online abuse, or how can we take uh, opportunities online and spin them to the positive so we achieve you know, better results in the future? And, and it's specifically important in the grade 10, 11, and 12 area where the fun of social media starts to turn to the business of social media, where you may get hired or fired in grade 12 or first-year university because of an Instagram account that leaks or comments that you put on some uh, some posts. So we do speak about this specifically throughout the year. We're in two or three different schools a year. We give the advice to kids, and I think it's fair to give the same advice to your listeners and the adults and the parents that are listening as well. The advice is this. We, we have to, uh, we have to withhold uh, a lot of what we're, we're actually thinking. And that, that's pretty obvious to a lot of the people listening right now. You just can't say what you're thinking all the time. If you could, uh, and some people do, and that has happened over, uh, over this uh, incident today, um, if, you, if you say what you're truly thinking and don't pull back on it, then, then you're going to get yourself into hot water and trouble because we do live in a politically correct society. You can like it, you can hate it, but you can say what you want sometimes and you have to withhold other things if you've ever been in a job interview you know you have to put on a shirt and a tie you have to dress a cor- a, a, you know, appropriately do your hair and your makeup and you have to uh you know approach with a more professional 
uh, approach to the job that you want. Uh, you can choose to go in in your, your joggers and your rubber boots and, and disheveled, but you're probably not going to have the greatest outcome. We have to take it to a professional approach. And our personal social media is the same. You have to, and I know, uh, Reed, in your industry and in my industry, we do have to be on. We are public figures, and we have to be prepared that the public is watching and listening and seeing us. So we have specific training. And I know Max Comtois and his crew at Hockey Canada absolutely have professional training as well. But not all of us have that luxury. And so we have to figure it out along the way. I can say this, I can't quite say that. And so our advice to kids, and I think it's fair to give the same advice to adults, is to simply proceed as though we are all now being watched as a celebrity. Imagine that you had to perform in a major stadium with 100,000 people. Imagine you had to sign autographs at a table for, uh, you know, 30,000 fans after the fact. Imagine you had to do PR and media interviews. And again, you and I are on the inside of that. We know what that means, but most people do not. And you do- Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You have to imagine that you have a PR person and you have to, uh, you have to act accordingly now. Well, that's really interesting, and, and I'm glad you're delivering. 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.